Legacy. When I was in sixth grade, I had a project to create for my teacher, Ms. Shetland. Yes, like the pony. I no longer have any idea what I was trying to learn or why, but I had to make a bridge out of toothpicks and glue. It was probably my dad's idea to make it a suspension bridge, a work of engineering genius. That certainly could not have been my personal ambition, but we made it, my dad and I. Honestly, he drew the plan, patiently sat with me while I moved slow sections of Elmer's dampened toothpicks together with tweezers, and then he finished the project for me late in the night when I fell asleep at the table. It was a beautiful piece. My dad was so happy with it that he went down to the basement, opened his childhood trunk, and found two small boats and two tiny cars, toys from the Iron Age, and glued them passing under and over the bridge. And then somehow, with insane care, I carried that bridge through our neighborhood to reach the bus stop, cradled it on the bouncing school bus, and finally presented it before school to Ms. Shetland. She was delighted. She thought it was beautiful. She put it on the classroom window, talked about it to my class. They all had projects like popsicle stick trees, drinking straw huts, macaroni mazes, certainly on a caliber of what I might have done if left to my own devices. And then there was Chris Shaw. Now, he was in seventh grade, but still in our class. I guess we all knew why. And he hated me and my bridge. In 1974, his hair was done as a long, blondish perm, and he wore tight-striped sweaters on his tiny frame. I'd always spend most of my lunch periods making sure I was behind the annex or near the bus depot, away from him. By the end of that day, the cars had been stolen off of my bridge. There was an open house at the school later that week, and my dad saw that the toys were missing pieces of his youth. He asked me about it. What could I tell him? When I had noticed it, I told Miss Shetland. But she only asked questions back. Are you sure they were on the bridge when you gave it to me? You didn't lose them on the bus or the way to school? No, I said. They were there. They were my dad's. They were there. I remember how upset I was. How old they were. Well, I don't remember them being there, Miss Shetland said. She looked away. Her voice did not, to me, sound very concerned or even very sincere. Only now do I wonder if she was ashamed. But that was that. I might have asked, who can remember, really? What are we going to do? How can I find them? Something like that. But there was no help for it. Miss Shetland had my bridge in her classroom, and someone had taken the toy cars. My dad at the open house asked me, and I said, Chris Shaw took them. The words fell into a truth that seemed wholly justified, an arrangement of the world that was inviolate. Of course he did. I had not seen him do it, but there was, simply put, no other explanation possible. Chris hated me. He took the cars. Chris hated me. He took the cars. Chris hated me. He took the cars. The more the idea was invoked, the more absolute it became, and my dad's anger moved from me to that flunky Chris where it belonged. Chris had stolen a part of my dad, a memory of his youth. It was a violation, one that at the time I had really not a powerful enough understanding of. What I knew 
was the order of the universe, which had good people who worked hard and bad people who hated those who worked hard. It was an idea that would cement itself in me for several years. The bridge came home again. It stayed in my room, then moved to our attic, and then finally found its way to my home when I started my teaching career. The fourth grade pyramid made from sugar cubes had been eaten by ants. The eighth grade stop-motion cartoon had eroded over time. But the bridge remains. The bridge. Chris Shaw. Miss Shetland. My dad building it for me. Building it with me. The stolen cars. Why hang on to something like that? Huh. Oh. What have we ever built but distorted memories upon counterfeit motives? Well, (laughs) that sounds a little dark, doesn't it? Oh, no, Steve. You have memories of working with your dad on projects, the value of childhood play, the learning about accusations and too narrow judgments of people, etc., etc. But it's not easy to create art, uh, pure art, from flawed memory and suspect motives. Gautier would have had it that our verse, our compositions, our words, are the most enduring, wouldn't he? The gods, too, die, alas, but deathless and more strong than brass remains the sovereign song. Or, the gods themselves pass, yet poetry that reigns unchallengeably remains more durable than brass. No bust is built from a flawed conception, is it? Ah, I've read enough about the great artists to know better. They're at least as broken as my sixth grade memory. Sistine Chapel was painted by a Michelangelo of greed, repression, tormented faith, caught up in the politics of patronage. Cities are built from politics, schools from underfunded idealism. What could I ever build? What might endure? Shit, I'm 58 years old.